a life of freedom. Thank you, Father, that because you gave your son, we are all free to live and to proclaim your name in freedom and say Jesus out in freedom in so many places in this world or not that way. Today, I want to talk to you about uh, something, and I'm not going to be so preachy today, um, which I'm not never really preachy, but well, you know what I mean. I'm not going to preach so much today. I'm going to teach a little bit. I think sometimes uh, pastors miss the opportunity to to teach some things because they, want, they so want to get up here and snort and snarl and, and sound good and look good. But they miss the opportunity to talk to people about real issues that they're facing every day that we just kind of expect them to figure it out on their own. I'm going to tell you all about, about, about Moses and all this, but I want to help you grow yourself and be a better person internally. So I want to talk today about conflict. And I want to, you know, if, if someone's full of conflict, I, I just always say, you're conflicted. <laughs> Because you always got conflict, and so you're conflicted. And you ever know anybody that's always got conflict going on in their life? They're always just got something going on? Well, Psalms 133 and 1 says that's not how it's supposed to be in, in the kingdom of God. It says, how wonderful and pleasant is it when brothers live together in harmony. <clears throat> now, I'm not talking about disagreements, misunderstandings. I'm talking about conflict, you know. Um, and, and it says we don't have to live that way. But it seems through our life, I want to talk to you today about, about a few ways that maybe we can, even when, you're, you, when conflict comes, that you can uh, end up in, in peace. Because it says in 2 Corinthians 13 and 11, finally, I don't think the scripture's on, on I, I added this after I sent that to you, John, I'm sorry. Finally, um, beloved friends, be cheerful. This is in the, the, the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation sometimes because it brings the emotion out of the Scripture. It says, Repair whatever's broken among you as your hearts are being knit together in perfect unity. Live continually in peace, and God, the source and love of peace, will mingle with you. So what is that saying? If you're living in peace, then God will mingle with you. So if you're not living in peace and you're in conflict all the time, what's going to happen? No mingles. <laughs> single, single mingle. Christianmingle.com, all right? So, um, <laughs> but conflict is inevitable. Conflict is inevitable. I mean, if two people are breathing the same air, conflict's going to happen. You can be a BFF with somebody and love them and do all this kind of stuff. It could be your husband, your wife, your children, whoever, me and you. If we're around each other long enough, Eventually, there's going to be something that's going, that's going to rub against each other in the wrong way. It's just, it just happens. It's life. Okay? And so it's how we handle that that is the issue. Because so many times, you know, we don't know how to, how to resolve it in a healthy way. And we typically either do one or two things. We ignore it and act like it don't happen and it gets worse. Or we attack it. You know? You know, just, you know and again, but the good news is that we can live healthy have healthy, thriving relationships in every area of our life. Have you ever, have you ever seen Father's know, Father's Knows Best, you know? Well, June, I disagree with you. Well, Ward, then what are we going to do about it? We're going to talk about it and fix it, and it's going to be okay tomorrow. <laughs> Don't you wish all relationships could just be like, like George, Ward and June Cleaver on, on the Father's Know Best? It's just, it's just so easy. It's just fixable. Every, everything is wonderful. Everything is great. You know, they have problems, and they're like, so, okay, now there's no problems anymore. But today I want to equip you to, to, to build some, some, some things in your life, some, some safeguards to help you against that so you can approach relationships and conflicts in a better manner. Um, it says, let's see here. 
Because if, if you don't do that, if you don't, if you don't approach things better as Christians, and you're always in conflict, then people's going to judge you. Now, is that right or wrong? Obviously, it's wrong. But you don't want to give anybody any reason to judge you any less than what you really already are. But if you're always in conflict, well, she's a Christian, he's a Christian, but my God, they're always dealing with something. Okay? So James, James chapter 1, verse, verse 19 through 20 says in New Living Translation, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen. This, this is the scripture that everybody needs to think about, memorize, and take to your conflicts with you. First, um, first, I mean, James chapter 1, 19 and 20. Um, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Okay? So the first thing you got to do is, according to the scripture, it says be quick to listen. So you got to stop. And listen, you, 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 there's people don't, that, that don't listen. Like those, those, you ever seen a truck driver that, it, you know, that it, it's, it's just low clearing ahead and they don't, ah, it's fine. And they just go and you, you see, you, you got backed up on the interstate because there's this big tractor trailer stuck up on or something that if they just would have stopped and listened <laughs> to the sign or paid attention that it would have done. So, I mean, we do that as well. There's, we don't want to stop and listen to what nobody says. I, when I, I had the opportunity to, uh, and I'm going to mention this, uh, the scripture in a minute, but I had the opportunity to pray for the city council last week. And when I was sitting there, I knew they were dealing with a lot of heavy stuff. And, and in my prayer, I just said, God, help everybody listen to each other to understand. Because that's what, that's what really needs to happen, is to listen to understand. Um, but we don't. We, we, we listen to win. Right? On um, Proverbs chapter um, 18 and 2, it says, A fool finds no pleasure in understanding what delights in airing its own opinions. A fool finds no pleasure in understanding, but delights in airing. All, in other words, I just want you to hear my side of the story. No fool. It sounds like Esther from Sanford and Son. You fool. Fish eye fools are what she used to call him, call Fred Sanford. But, 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 but it says, you know, so all you're trying to do is a fool that just says, I just want to tell you my, I just want to get my, I want you to understand me. I don't care about understanding you. I don't care about your side of the story. I don't care what happened with you. I just want, I just want you to hear my side, and that should settle it. Oh, really? That's not how it's supposed to go. You know, we, you, you know, but we supposed to stop and listen. You know, you, you may be talking or you may be quiet, but the thing is, is you're not listening. But we need to listen to, like I said, while I go to understand one another. We're not communicating. When, when you are just, like I said, just throwing yourself out there for them, you're not communicating at all. It's a one-sided situation. It's a one-sided story. You know, that's what happens with bullies. Bullies come up and they bully you. And, 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 the, and, you, and the other person just sits there and it's just a one-sided thing. There's no communication there with, with, with that. Um, I, I, uh, sometimes it gets lost in translation. I, I mean, I took um, Spanish like two, two years in, in high school and one year in college, and I can't hardly tell you anything but Adonde El Baño, which means go, where's the bathroom? I still remember that for some reason. So, <clears throat> but I looked at some, some stuff here. I looked it up, and, and the word uh, pulpa and pulpo. Okay, they, they sound kind of, and if you got a country accent, you know, and you're talking to somebody and you're like, pulpa, they could be pulpa, pulpo, okay? But if you're, if you're asking for orange juice, okay, with pulp, you say, you know, you ask for orange juice with pulpa, okay, which is pulp. But if you're countryfied and you're just talking to them and they don't understand what you're saying, you could be saying pulpo, which means with octopus, just, just that one little letter, and based on how you're saying it, you know. Another thing is, 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 is P 
pelas and pelos, okay? And so um, you can say, de, uh, deme el pelos or pelas. Deme means give me, you know, get, uh, deme todo pelas. And so you're saying, you're, you're, you think you're saying, give me all your money, right? And so someone came to me and said, you know, uh, uh, deme todo pela, um, pelos. I would be like, hey, I don't have that money. But if they said pelos, it means give me all your hair. <laughs> so you see how quick that could, and I'd be like, what? You know, so it, it, it's lost. You put that in Google Translate and give me all your hair. You know what? I mean. So, so it can get, things get lost in translation. When we're, when we're trying to talk to somebody, so often when we communicate something, it's not taken the way that we, we meant it. It could be twisted, a word or here or there. And we talked a lot about this at you know, um, our last, um, uh, Jay and Sherry do um, the, the, the um, married young, uh, young married couples, and we talked a lot about this at the last time. And, and that, isn't, that didn't kick this, this message off, but it, but it did make me think about some things. So think about it. Most of the time when you're engaged in conflict and someone else is talking, what are you doing? All you're doing is you're not listening. You're reloading. <laughs> you're like, you're waiting my turn. Yeah, I'm trying to think what I want to say next, and I'm, I'm reloading. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm cocking. I'm pulling, I'm pulling the cock back ready to pow, you know? you know. But you're not listening. You're just, as a matter of fact, sometimes you just shut them off, and you're just thinking about what I'm going to say next. Or what they say, you try to rebut if, if we're not careful, we start rebutting just what they just said rather than not in context of the whole situation. So I'm normally just trying to sometimes just figure out what to say next, you may say. So we have, but we have to see it in their perspective. If you're really going to communicate and you're going to get in conflict, you have to um, look at the other person and try to understand their, their perspective of things. Okay? And look at that. Put yourself in their, their shoes. So, but we typically look, what are they so angry about? But rather, we should be saying, why are they so angry? Why is someone, why are we in this conflict? Not what is this conflict about, why are we in this conflict? I had a, a team leader one time and when I was a youth pastor, and, and they were all the time, you know, they, they were all, everything was fine, but then it came a time where they were, you know, uh, kind of pushy and pushing people away and kind of short and abrupt and different things. And some of the other leaders didn't want to deal with them that well. And so uh, come to find out when I addressed it, it was, I found out that their, their marriage was in a critical situation. And see what happens in that kind of situation. When, you're, when, you, when you got other things going on, other things come out in a bad, a bad manner. So many times in ministry, well, matter of fact, all the time in ministry now, when I find out something's going wrong, and I used to super do it whenever I was at, at, at White Oak and had 200 teenagers, and every week I had, after, after church, I'd be there an hour just dealing with, with discipline problems. I would always start off by, hey, what, what's going on at home? How's things at home, guys? What's, going, what's happening at home? Because there's always, a, nobody's just mean or rude or whatever just because. There's always a situation behind it that's causing and pushing that along. But we don't want to find out about that. You just take me off, and you made me mad, and we're going to go at it. But if we, if we took some time to understand the other person, to find out what's going on, you know, uh, and find out why they're the way they are. I went to the doctor the other day for, um, for my allergies, and I did, did some allergy tests, put all them little bumps, them little, them little needles in my back. And um, <clears throat> he did it, and he came in, walked around behind me. He said, oh, my God. And I said, what, what's wrong? And I said, am I allergic to something? He says, yes. And I said, okay. I said, so what am I allergic to? He said, everything. 
I said, ah, okay, okay, that's cool, that's fun, I can't see back there, so what am I allergic to, like, tell me what I'm allergic to. He said, everything. And I said, name some things. He said, dust, dust mites, trees, grass, uh, and, uh, mold. He just named, I, I, I said, okay, everything, okay, I get it. So what we got to do now? And he's like, you're going to have to come get a shot every single week for the next six months. And then you're going to have to get a shot every two weeks for, for the next several months. And, and then eventually, after a year, you'll just come get a shot once a month. But we got, if not, you, he's, and I said, let me ask you this right here. Is, could that be the reason why I am tired all the time? He said, with this much allergies, I can go ahead and tell you that is the reason you're tired all the time. So you see, so I got all this other stuff going on that even I didn't know about. Sometimes we got stuff going on that's happened that, we don't, we're, that we're in conflict and it's not that I'm, I'm, I got problems at home or whatever. Sometimes it's just stuff that you don't even notice going on and a lot of times it's spiritual warfare. And a lot of times it's just stuff happening that you have no clue that's happening and, but the enemy is hard at work trying to, trying to, to, to cause you to, to flip out and to lose it and lose faith in God and to lose trust in God and so on and so on. So we need to find out why are people responding the way they are. So when people respond bad, I always think, well, why is it? That's my go-to now. That's something that I've certainly learned in conflict. It was why do they feel the way they do? What, what is it? What, what is that? So I ask questions. What's happening? How's home? How's life? If, if I'm in like a conflict, not a disagreement, all that kind of stuff or whatever. So, so first would be quick to listen. And the second one is, is slow to speak, which means guard your words. If you're slow to speak, you guard your words. But so many times, we don't guard our words. We have diarrhea in the mouth. And we just vomit out words that, 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 that you know, blah. We just say whatever we want to say, however we want to say it, when we get mad. And, and, and it's, and, but the Proverbs 21 and 23 says, Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut, and you will stay out of trouble. That's just plain. Now, the King James says, I think it says, um, uh, Put a door over my lips and a guard, put a guard over my mouth and a door over my lips. Which means, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and you will stay out of trouble. But isn't that true? Some, have, you ever, have you ever said stuff and got yourself in a situation and thought, if I just kept my mouth shut? Man, I, I promise you 100% in this room felt if I just kept my mouth shut for one more minute and just walked away. But this applies, but that, you know, and, but so we need to keep our mouths shut and keep our, 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 I mean, our tongue quiet. And that applies to uh, life and social media. If that scripture was today, it would say, break my fingers, oh Lord, and let me keep scrolling. <laughs> That's what that scripture would say. Because just because it's true don't mean it's helpful. I see people post stuff on somebody else's. I'm like, yes, absolutely the truth. But dear God, you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because truth without grace is mean. And grace without truth is meaningless. Truth and grace together is good medicine. So, you know, we do stuff, and I'm all the time telling people, especially teenagers and stuff, but you see it on Facebook all the time. People say stuff about, about their, their moms or their dads or their husbands or wives or sisters, brothers, their neighbors, their, their church. They just post a whole post on Facebook, and it's none of nobody else's business. 
But you made it their business, and then at, then at the bottom, people start commenting on just your piece of the puzzle. They don't know the whole story, and they start posting stuff, and man, then it gets a fire, then, then a fire raid comes, and then people start taking sides, and dude, it's just craziness. And so we need to say stuff whenever we're face-to-face and when we're on social media. We need to say, is this true, first off? Is this true? And then, should it be said? Please understand just because something is true does not mean it has to be said. You have to pick your battles. This is how I pick my battles. <laughs> you know, everything is not an issue. I was talking to my daughter the other day. She was talking about some stuff, and she was talking to somebody that, and one of her friends, and, and, and it was a lot that, that she just was disagreeing with. I said, listen, honey, you've got to pick your, ba- you've got to, you've got to pick your battles. Some things are just not worth fighting. It's just, it's just meaningless, and you need to choose which mountain you're willing to die at. And which mountain you're ready to go up and stand on top, plant your flag, and says, I'm fighting for this mountain. Some, some, some mountains you need to say, you know what, that little mountain, that little molehill, it's just not worth really fighting over that. I mean, you can have that mountain. You can have, now, then, then there's some that you want to go climb to the top, like I said, and stake your claim and say, this is my mountain, and, and that's it. So, so, so pick and choose your battles. There's so much stuff that we all, we all argue about that's really, we could have said, okay, it's not, that's not a big deal. And just let it go. But because we're conflicted all the time, it's like we're looking for arguments and it don't take much at all to, to just, just to tick us off and we're just ready to go at somebody when we just need to just let it go. So is it true? Should it be said? And then here's the, the next part of it. Should it be said right now? Is right now the time to say it? Is this a good time to say what I got to say? A cop pulled over um, a guy one time and because he was swerving and the cop said, Sir, can you st- I need you to, to take a... a a breathalyzer test, and he said, sir, I, I, I can't do that. He said, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. He said, I have asthma. I'll breathe on that thing, and I'll die, and it's going to be your fault. <laughs> well, okay, then I need you to come down to the, uh, the, um, the station, and I need you to take a blood test. He said, nope, I can't do that either. He said, well, why? He said, I'm anemic. You stick me with a needle. I'm not going to stop bleeding. I'm going to die. It's going to be your fault. He said, okay, sir, can you, can you just come outside and, and stand and walk that line? He said, no, sir, I cannot. He said, why? He said, because I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to blame everybody else. It's everybody else's fault. And when the whole time, it, we're the reason, we're the reason that, that things happen a lot of times. It's, you know, is we're the one, we're causing things, and, and it's really our fault. And we just need to be careful with that. And, you know, and, and, and it just, like I said, you're the re- it was actually, he's a, he was, this guy was the one that, that was causing the possibility of people dying. It really wasn't <laughs> the other way around. So what you need to do is, is think about that, these four R's, right time, right place, right attitude, and right person. Is this the right time to say anything about this? It was not the right time to move that direction. <laughs> was, is it the right time to, to say anything about this? Sometimes it's something you need to say, but you need to pray. Say, God, is this the right, is this the right time for me to say anything, or should I wait? You know, is this, you know, and then, you know, um, is this the right place? Is, is this place right now where I'm at right now, or should I call them, or should I go to their house, or should we go to lunch, or, or whatever? What, what, what is it? What, what should be that there? And then the right attitude. You, we need to go to each other in love saying, Let, let's fix this. Let's work this out. 
Let's, let's, let's do this. And then also, am I the right person to say it? Sometimes it's the right thing, it's the right place, and, and, and it's possibly somebody has the right attitude, but you're the wrong person to do it. Sometimes we're too close to one another, and sometimes it takes somebody else that's not so close to say it, or maybe it takes somebody that's closer than you to say it. So we need to, we need to look at each other and say, you know, hey, how, how is that going to work? But in communication, a lot of times, we do a lot of things that kill communication when we're, when we're talking. You know, these are some things, uh, a couple of these are things that I, when I do marriage counseling, I bring up when I do the, uh, uh, the original marriage counseling. But, they, but one thing is you, you never call names. You never, you, never call, you never use the B word or whatever. You, ne- you never say you idiot, you're stupid, you're dumb. You just name calling is off the table. It will kill communication and it becomes a fight. Also, never raise your voice. Once you escalate, escalate your voice, then, then there's an issue. And you cause the other person to raise their voice and their temperature. And then you never get historical. You never bring up the past stuff that you've already forgiven them for. Because then you, really, then you never really forgave them. If you keep bringing it up. Now, if it's very, well, sometimes it is relevant, but not very often. Um, and then never say never or always. You, know how, you never and you always. Man, when anytime you're arguing with somebody, that's not the words to say. Because it's putting people on the defense. And then lastly, you don't clap back. Let me tell you something. You know, <laughs> don't clap back. That's it. Would be people, especially you ladies, when you get mad, you say, "Let me tell you something." If, if I ever, so don't clap back. James one and nine. I, I watch these videos on Facebook and stuff sometimes, and they're getting argued with each other, and they're fighting, and all of a sudden that girl says, "Let me tell you." I'm like, "It's over now. It's about to be on. You gonna get slapped." You know, and sure enough, she, they, he, he gets slapped. But um, anyway, number and 119, um, James 119, and, and slow to get angry. What's, what's the lesson with that? Control your anger. Ephesians 4, 26, 27. This is something that we all deal with. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not let the devil get a foothold. Uh, Ephesians, the same scripture in uh, the, the, tra- the Passion Translation says, do not let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Do not let anger control you or be fuel for revenge. Not even for a day. Don't, get the slan- don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. He'll use that and try to manipulate it against you for, for the wrong way. There was a prison inmate one time that he was talking to somebody and he had a tattoo. And the tattoo said, um, a wise man knows how to defeat issues without raising his hands. Who does, not, I mean, who, who does this will find favor in all he does. And somebody asked him, says, well, they read that. So that's kind of cool. And they were talking. He said, what, so what, you, what were you in here for? He said, assault. So, so he didn't learn that. So he learned that after he got in there. You know, he, he realized that, you know what, raising my hands and, and, and getting aggressive is not the way to handle it. And, and hopefully n- none of the situations that you're ever involved makes you raise your hands or fists. But, but being angry, I understand that. It's a response to life. We have the, we, it's one of our emotions, okay? But be angry and sin not. Um, let, let, your anger, let your anger point to something that needs correction and fix it. Don't let your anger point to something that needs fixing and you break it. Some people want to break stuff or, or even break relationships. And we've got to be careful that, that we need to try to, the goal needs to be to fix things. And you can come up, Dom. I've got three things real quick and, um, about anger, and then we'll, we'll pretty much be done. 
If you don't learn to control your anger, it will always control you. It will always control you. If you don't control your anger, it will always control you. And you've got to understand that. And we've got to say, you know what? I've got to be able to control this. I need to be able to calm down. It's like the Hulk, right? He didn't control his anger. And then all of a sudden, he turned into the Hulk. And what happened? Once he held a little baby in his arms or something, and he started controlling himself, and the anger rage fell down, all of a sudden, he came back, back to who he's supposed to be. Focus on the positive instead of the triggers that make you angry. You hear me all the time say, you know, what you focus on, you fuel. This is just a different way of saying it. You know, focus on the positive things instead of focusing on those things. If you, if you just sit there and keep focusing and thinking about what made you mad about a situation, the conflict, it's just going to infuriate you and make you worse. But we need to love them more than the thing. Uh, we need to love them more for the things they do right than for the things that they do wrong. And, and the next one is, when you've blown it, make it right. Man, we got some big pride issues in our society. We all, when we've blown it, we don't want to give up ground. We don't want to admit that we're wrong. And when we've blown it, the number one best thing that you can do in character-wise as a man or woman of God is say, you know what, I'm wrong. I was talking to somebody this week, and they, they were in a situation that, 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 that they... That they they were upset and they were having a bad week and things were going on and, and they had said something and they really didn't mean it but they said it and, um, and then, and then the, 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 they were talking about it with the other person and that person said, you know what, listen, I'm wrong. Forgive me, give me some grace. I need some grace here. I was wrong. I was aggravated. I was upset. And I said something and I blew it and I don't want to blow our relationship. Please forgive me. And that's the way it's supposed to happen. We, we need to have, be man or woman enough to stand up and say, you know what, I'm wrong. But man, that's so hard to do. I'm not going to lie to you. It's hard for me to do. But I do it a lot because I'm wrong sometimes. And so, so the thing is, is we need, we need to do what we can and stop fighting against each other and stop fighting and start fighting for each other. Everybody in here is full of something. <laughs> And every person that you encounter, every person you encounter, you're going to spill that out on them. If you're full of love and you meet somebody, then love's going to come out of you. If you're full of anger, and then, then anger's going to end up coming out on them. If you're full of hate, if you're full of jealousy, if you're full of lust, whatever it is, it's going to come out on other people. It's going to spill over on top of them. So you got to say, you know what? I got to, I got to, that's what the Bible talks about. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transform, renew your mind and be, start pouring in the good things and get out the bad things. The last scripture and I'm done. Psalms 122 and 8 in the Passion, it says, I intercede, this is David, I intercede for the sake of my family and friends who dwell there that they may live in peace. We should intercede for our church and our families and all that, that we all live in peace. And when we have conflict, we handle them the right way. There's so, there's another hour and a half part of this message that, that, that we could just keep on going and talking. I, I, but I, you know, I don't want to hold you forever, but, but, but there's so much more to it. But this should give you some basic roots to help you on the right path. If you want to know more and you want to come talk to me about some situations you're involved in, how can you do better? Please call me and we'll, we'll meet together and we'll talk about it. I'm not going to have all the answers. I never do. I'm not always right. 
but, but, but God gives me some, some, some insight and some wisdom and I'll be able to help you the best that he gives me. Would you bow your hand and close your eyes? Is there anybody here today who would say, hey, I'm in conflict with God. I'm conflicted with God. I don't know him, him as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm not, I, I'm not saved and I want to receive Christ. Anybody at all just want to receive Christ today and say, hey, I want to accept Jesus and I want him to be my Lord and Savior. If I die today, I, I want to know that I'm going to heaven. Anybody at all? <clears throat> who would say, Pastor Doug, I'm involved in some conflicts right now. I'm a Christian. I'm living right. I'm doing good. But I'm involved in some conflicts. Um, or I see conflicts coming and just help, just pray for me to help me to learn and make sure that I handle it the right way so it don't get out of hand so I have the character of Christ that I'm able to handle things the way I should and not sling mud and not do these things but, <clears throat> but, but do it the way Christ would have me to solve the situation anybody in here have conflicts? yeah, yeah see we're all conflicted <clears throat> we all got issues we're all dealing with stuff dear Heavenly Father I just pray right now that as conflicts comes, that you help us, God, to listen, to understand. <clears throat> that you help us, Father, Lord, to, to, to be slow to anger. Be slow to, um, slow to anger and slow to speak. Father, help us, God, to control our anger and to listen and to stop and to take time to understand the other person's situation they're involved in. And dear God, one of the things, a lot of people have a lot of those situations and they, they've got a lot of that down. But Father, a lot of us at the very end, if you blow it, God, help us all in this room to, if we blow it, to be able to say, you know what, I was wrong. Lord, I just pray for peace over our church and, the, and our families in our church. Father, and as David did, I pray for the peace over our city. And we obviously pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Father, we pray, God, that, that, that we will be able to move forward and that we will be better, better fixers for you rather than destroyers. That when we get in situations, we'll look at ways that we can fix the issue in, 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 through peace rather than destroy the issue, God, through anger. Help us all, Father, to do that and do it well. Help us all to learn that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.